You said you can't smell a UFO from the truck? Uh-huh. Good. That's a fair point. This following episode contains spoilers for the film or films being discussed. You have been warned. We all remember the big moments in the movies we see. The big set pieces, the famous dialogue, the twists, the naked times. But film is an entity made up of hundreds of little moments that either make them special or relegate them to obscurity. We are here to talk about those moments. Welcome to Movie Microscope. Kick it, Movie Microscope. Today's episode is Fire in the Sky. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest movie microscope. My name is Nick Nunziata, and I'm your gracious host alongside me, Mr. Justin Waddell. How's it going, sir? Hmm. Yeah? It's, it's okay. All right, let's get all your mo- your microphone damage done. Okay. Had, had, had kind of a, a tough week. How was your week? F- fine. Yeah. Well, I mean... Just you, busy. I had a lot of work, but I also burned my roof of my mouth on a hot pizza pizza. Yeah? When? couple days ago it still hurts did you ever do that oh yeah oh man right near a tooth never thought to bring it up on a podcast though <laughs> you asked me where it was where it, what, what, what part of my, the roof of my mouth uh-huh. right near a tooth okay all right yeah no. you can ask some follow-ups i don't want to i got some I'm too excited about the movie we're talking about today. I know. This is one of the huge ones. It's a big one for us, yeah. It's a, yeah, it's seminal. Oh, well, yeah, 100%. Did you see this in the theater, by the uh, way? Of course I did. I did, too. Happily. Mm-hmm. Opening night? I saw it at least opening night. At least? At least. I may have snuck into a, you know, some, something else. This something. is a, this is a 1993 movie. It's a big one. All right, let's get into it. Well, come on, set it well, up. First of all, yeah, I mean, let's lay. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, first of all, it's fire in the sky. Mm-hmm. This is a movie that uh, is near and dear. It's been around. It's been uh, referenced before in our old incarnations, and and for good reason. Uh, All star cast. Uh, one of the one of the premier movies of its kind, and I'm very proud that we get to talk about it here on the movie microscope, which is a show where we uh, we zoom in, we. Uh, we take a look through the retina of fate. We stare into uh, the soul of a film. We, we decompress it. We sashay it. And then we, uh, we pull those moments out that make or break. Mm. So if we're talking about noises off, we wouldn't be talking about the scene where uh, a partridge lands uh, on the foreskin of Michael Caine. <laughs> we talk about the little moments and celebrate them. And in Fire in the Sky, Dog, there are some... Serious moments. There are. Yeah. It's a story about an alien whistleblower. Is that basically what it is? <laughs> I guess. Yeah. 
Yeah. Travis Walton? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He saw, uh, according to his story, this is based on a true story, mm-hmm. he was ripped into space by aliens. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He was. His account uh, differs a little bit from how they portray it in the film. Oh, really? So they took his true story and then they changed it. They made it better? I'm sorry. They took his... Well, I'm going to say this right off the bat. I believe that he got abducted by aliens, Travis Walton. I 100% believe he really got abducted by real aliens. Okay. I just want to say it. Okay. What about you? Where do you stand on this? I want to believe. Hey. Um, and so what? it's a story about a man who, uh, a young man, uh-huh. part of a, a tree cu- a tree cutting crew. Yeah, of course. Uh, he, on his way back from a tree cutting day, runs into an alien spaceship, dances underneath it, gets zapped. The rest of his crew skedaddle because they think he's dead. Yep. He's not dead. He gets sucked up into space. And then what what the movie really is about is this guy's missing. It's like Rashomon. <laughs> well, this guy so the But with gray aliens. So this guy's missing and his his crew tells the cops that he got abducted by aliens. They don't believe the crew. Hard to believe. And they think that they actually murdered him. Right. So and that does make sense. And then the whole the crew, who led by Robert Patrick of Terminator Two fame, they're incensed that the town doesn't believe them. Yeah, they can't believe they cannot believe this town does not believe that Travis Walton was sucked into space by a pulsating genital with volcanic <laughs> underbelly. It did have a volcanic underbelly. Yeah. So I guess we we sh- I know I'm I'm kind of fast forwarding through the whole movie, but. I, what gets me about this movie is it just teases the aliens the whole way. Like, you, that's the whole reason you've come to see this. You want to see some alien action. But they have to figure out how to... That's only it takes up about 10 minutes. Not, so they even, have, not even. They have to fill in the rest of the movie with, you know, amazing other things. Amazing character development. Right. So they spend a lot of time with without Travis Walton. D.B. Sweeney plays... Travis Walton, and he's barely in the movie. He's, he's, in, he's in a decent. He gets he gets some heavy lifting to do at the end. He's yeah. in the alien scenes. Yeah, it's got a good cast. It's got a big cast. Yeah, Peter Berg. Mm-hmm. Got Craig Sheffer. Yes. Henry Tom. For me too. James Garn. James Garner in this. Yeah. Noble William. Yeah. You got Catherine Wilhoit. ER fame. Yep. Who else? I think that's that it. other guy who we there's another there's yeah. you know in in real life Travis Walton's crew was one man bigger oh really and they whittled it down to just those guys just the six okay you zoomed in I did so at the beginning of the film we discover what the DB stands for yeah he's driving bike Sweeney <laughs> He seizes a bag of donuts. Yeah, he's he's uh, doing real motorcycle riding, and he uh, he's zipping through the town. It's a obviously an everyday thing. He's ca- carefree. His character's a little uh, Travis Walton's a little bit of a 
He's a hot shot. He's a dreamer. Yeah, and he's he's a kind of fun-loving, uh, pure-hearted young man yeah. on a motorcycle. Man, and he and he's dreaming. He has a dream. He quickly evolves into Donut Bringer Sweeney. <laughs> he does. So, and he passes a donut shop on his way to uh, to visit Robert Patrick, who plays Mike. Who plays Mike, and uh, someone from the, a donut shop quickly gathers they hear him coming Mm -hmm. quickly gathers donuts into a bag a young woman and then hands it out to him outside the door as he still yeah well he doesn't stop no does his own stunts grabs that bag he's in 100% denim regalia Mm -hmm. and he makes you know he makes he makes his rounds shows up I'm really proud early on we get to see Robert Patrick's nipples which is kind of neat Early, early, early view. Yeah, I'd say that's probably the first. Yeah, fifty within the first twenty. Yeah, I hadn't seen his nips in a good while. A good while. He gets set of so nips. So that's our episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then he uh, he's trying to convince uh, Travis Walton. He's got a dream, and he wants to go into business, uh, an automotive business. Yeah, a motorcycle Robert, sales shop. Yeah, with mo- with with one Robert Patrick, but yeah. Robert Patrick. He lives in the real world. He lives in the real world, and his family, his wife is mad at him because he's not bringing home enough money. Yeah, he's got the stresses of that on him, uh, and he can't, he can't afford to dream with Travis Walton because he's got to worry about the yeah. next paycheck. Yeah, he's got two mouths to feed plus his own and his wife. So and DB Sweeney, he's got the hots for Robert Patrick's sis, uh, little yeah. sister. Yeah, they're in a relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. that's who he brings the donuts to. Well, yeah. if you catch my drift, yeah, 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 nah. she likes it. He wakes her up, climbs on the roof. If you catch my drift, yeah, fucks her. Speaking of roof, <laughs> the roof of your mouth mm-hmm. got burnt near, near the, the tooth, right near the tooth. Yep. So did the the scene with the alien uh, investigate ring home for you? Oh yes, of course, yeah. of course. I, I was terrified of aliens, by the way, when I was a child. What the terrified? Fuck's wrong with you? Why? What's I was the worst that can happen. Terrified. I would. I thought an alien was going to materialize in my room, and I couldn't sleep. That's the best thing that could happen. So you, you actually wanted to see aliens when you were. A kid. I dream. Of, yeah, of course. What what installed the? It must have been ET or something. I don't know. Yeah, I can see. It, how it you actually, it was Close Encounters. Show. I could see how they would scare the shit out of you. No, it was Close Encounters because I remember what really scared me was Close Encounters had a set of trading cards. So I had never seen the movie, but I saw the cards. <laughs> yeah, and the cards freaked me out. Do you have Do you have any of these? Justin was also terrified of a queen, a king, and a fucking jack coming into his house at night. <laughs> but I was, yeah, that was a big that was a big one for me. I always thought an alien would just somehow pop into my room or look at outside my window and I, I did not like that. Did would, you live in a in a rural area? Not really. No. Lived in Illinois. But yeah, like you know, you think about a lot of these things happen in remote locations. I know. I know. So few aliens show up in the middle of Manhattan. Well not according to Men in Black movies, right? Brother from another planet? Mm-hmm. So um what about you? So you actually loved alien stuff when you were a kid. It I, never scared you. I, I I'm a big believer. I am. I don't want bad things to happen to the planet necessarily, mm-hmm. but I would be thrilled to. I'd be fucking giddy if 
aliens showed up instantly, or monsters just ran out of the woods, or whatever, whatever crypto. But like in a, in, a, in a in a in a like a mean way, or just to I don't show care. up. Have at it. So you, if an alien invasion happened, you'd be thrilled. I'd be thrilled because it would disprove a lot of things that people believe in. But it, what if it was really like that? De- you're saying even if it was detrimental to absolutely Earth, you would you'd still be kind of on the sidelines, going, hey, "You know what? It's the price you pay for I'm being proud of this. For, for for being so fucking cocksure, you know, thinking we're the top of the fucking food chain." Mm-hmm. I'd like to think that we aren't, and I'd like to think that whoever is is pissed. At our right. fucking, our our fucking boasting and our and our our uh, navel gazing bullshit. Yeah, I'd yeah, love yeah. that. It'd be uh, worth losing my you know my family in a horrible laser attack or something. You know, I wouldn't mind. I'd be curled up in a ball watching them peel me out. It'd be like, told you. <laughs> <laughs> so we're other worlds that you when you watch that you there's a part of you that's like. Serves us right. Yeah, it's like a happy. Yeah. It's like a happy film for you yeah. when people are getting puffed out by the yeah. aliens. Yeah, the alien out. lasers. Yeah, I like. I mean, I'm a I'm a huge fan of aliens that preserve clothes. You know, like they 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 realize the the, the value of some fine crafted garment. Right. And uh, just blow the man meat away. I, that's smart. How? What do you think of the? So this movie starts with a quote. <laughs> of course it does. And it's called uh, the quote is chance makes a plaything. Of a man's life, do you find that to be true? <laughs> Wasn't that the quote at the beginning of Hard Target too? <laughs> do you remember who said that quote? Mama. <laughs> Why'd she name you Chance? Who, who do they attribute that quote to at the beginning of Fire in the Sky? You didn't write down the name of, of course not, of Seneca. I don't know what Seneca is. I know <laughs> Joe Seneca played uh, somebody in an alien invasion movie. He did. Yeah. But about, he sure didn't say Seneca, as in Connie Seneca. No, definitely not. Um, um, this book was called the it's called the Travis Walton Experience. Yeah, one of my favorite alt rock bands. <laughs> Fire in the Sky is a better title. Yes. I don't. Mess. Although it's funny, there was uh, there was actually this is like on IMDb trivia. There was a um, huge snafu that happened on the way to the printer. Yeah, because they misheard the name of the movie is Fire in This Guy, <laughs> and they they printed the posters. It was, all right, let's just leave it. The fuck, can't believe Catherine Wilhoyt looks like Scott Speedman. The thing blew me away. <laughs> Takes place in 1975. Yeah. What were you doing in 1975? Ah, uh, man, I was tiny. I was moving around. Mm-hmm. You know, I was playing. I was, cl- I was pr- you know, what I was doing. You're being three. Catching lightning bugs, fucking having rock sales on my back porch. You sold rocks? Yeah. I used to collect rocks and sell them. Did, it, did you make money? Well, they, I had a captive audience. You were selling rocks at three? Yeah. Slinging rock. Slinging rock, that's right. That's, yeah. uh, that's the character from the Manitou. <laughs> this is this is this is pre T. This is pre Close Encounter, pre Alien. So Travis Walton can well, not, not this, this movie, but this the... cock and bull story before there was a lot of media that 
kind of had the gray alien thing going on or kind of the uh the tender lovers from space thing going on um are you convinced he's telling the truth as what did i say at the top of the show yeah but i, I, don't I know 100% you, believe him i don't know if you had some tongue and some cheek um, and i don't think he wasted the town's time <laughs> <laughs> or the or the you know i think that you know the people run around looking for him the search parties um all the effort um to find his what happened to him i'm glad that he didn't waste their time and he was really in a real ufo in real outer space you know what this movie should be called getting really molested by born real at aliens right, born at the right time why because find my iphone would have made this a pretty quick mystery <laughs> where do you think you, so you don't believe you don't believe like me that he was really in space with real aliens i want to but so you th- where do you think he was that's the thing i mean like back then you could have been hiding you him. could disappear for yeah. five days, you could be like in the ba- in the basement somewhere. Yeah, and someone could have been bringing you Arby's or something. Exactly. right? Exactly. Yeah. Or at the at the at the Penny Arcade, you know, just fucking slinging rock. I don't think he was. I don't think he was out in public. He was hiding. Or we, or he was in a spaceship. That's what I think. Damn it! It's tough. It's tough. By it's, the end of the show, we'll figure it out. Yeah. I'm leaning towards space. Okay. Yeah, I mean, because, I mean, obviously this movie is about a man being abducted. So um, we see uh, the film starts off with this truck hauling ass through the woods. You don't know what's going on. It's these, going nuts. These guys are nervous. Mm-hmm. They go to a bar. Uh, there's one missing, Mr. Travis Walton, whose DB is now disappearing, bro, Sweeney. <laughs> and uh, they had some splaining to do. And then introduces our man. James Garner. Mm-hmm. Wearing a cowboy hat. Wearing the worst tie. Wearing a bolo. Wearing a bolo. Yeah. Be on the lookout <laughs> for that because it's badass. But he, uh, it's like, I, I believe it's got some uh, turquoise stones of in it. Of course it does. And it is uh, it is ever present. Whenever he's on screen, that's all you can focus on. Absolutely. It's like, a, it's a little, it's almost like a little chest UFO. Yeah. A little neck UFO. Yeah. You know, it's right there. Um. I like I like uh, James Garner is a a really good actor. He's been in some amazing stuff over the years. Mm-hmm. His character has no arc. Hmm. His character is the same the whole time. Skeptic, asshole, fashion icon. That's not his story though. But he's there to. I know, but you think if you get a guy of James Garner's pedigree into a film, he's going to come bringing the bringing bringing the sound. His whole mot- His whole. Th- Every scene is he's sniffing out the bullshit, you know. Yeah. Um, he's the buzzkill of the story, you know. Like he he's always throwing water on stuff, and his name is Lieutenant Waters. Yeah. Or that's not. I mean, that's who that's yeah. who they call him. They know uh, Frank Waters. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and he doesn't he doesn't believe these guys, and he thinks something bad happened. He really does, he thinks that Craig Sheffer's character. Who is a uh, ex-con? Sorry about that sound. Uh, it has pos- and, and, and had gotten earlier. Had they figured out had gotten in a fight with Travis because they didn't like each other. He thinks that maybe he killed him. What's the name of our director? Uh, he's still he's still he does Joseph a lot of TV Lieberman or something like Lieberman. That? Yeah. Uh, first name Robert. Robert Lieberman. Mm-hmm. 
Do you think there was ever a moment on set where he said, Craig, I need you to amp it up a little bit? <laughs> the first shot of Craig Sheffer in this film is incredible. It's a, We should put it up on that. As is every other shot. <laughs> he, uh, <clears throat> they, they, they get to this bar, they're all spooked, uh, and they show... They kind of introduce the characters one at a time. You see them walk into the bar, but that you know you just you don't know who they are yet. And then there's a shot of Sheffer in front of the fireplace, yeah. scowling. Oh yeah, and he's he's kind of the bad boy of the group, yeah. obviously wearing a bandana. Oh yeah, looking Swayze-ish. Swayze Taking his shirt off whenever he can. Does he have a shirt? Does he take a shirt off? On oh, this? Yeah. Sitting in front of the truck <clears throat> at lunchtime with his abs out and shit. Yeah. You know, it's funny. When this movie came out, D.B. Sweeney was fresh off of the cutting edge. Mm-hmm. He was a rising star. So was Sheffer, right? Sheffer was hot off of Fire with Fire. and uh, River Runs Through It, or is this after this? Uh, I doubt he would have done... I don't know. Maybe? Pre-Nightbreed, right? When did Nightbreed No, it's out? post-Nightbreed. Yeah. Nightbreed was like 90. So Sheffer was on the tail end. Mm. He's getting ready for Hellraiser it's Definitely 3. before the Turbulence series. Oh, my God. That he was in. Yeah. Patrick, he was still trying to find his way. For pre-X-Files. Pre-Sopranos. Patrick's always, I think, kind of underutilized in the movies. Yeah, he's, a, he's solid. He is. He's good in this. He's got, a, he's got a horrible ailment, though. What? He's one of those guys that looks a little too much like Martin Sheen. He's got, he's got a square bland. He's got a square bland face. Well, bit. Patrick, I think... Um, from Marietta, Georgia. Yeah, um, I didn't know that. He uh, uh, he's kind of the, he's the star of this film. Actually, it, the movie's very focused on his character. I'll give you that. Yeah, and uh, when I, we watched it again because I hadn't seen this for a long time, um, I was surprised. I thought for some reason that DB Sweeney would have been in it a lot more, but it's Patrick that kind of carries this yeah. film. DB Sweeney is a guy that I've always liked. I always kind of rooted for him. Yeah, I'm yeah. glad that he's finally kind of coming back. Yeah. He's got his biopic coming out. Oh, yeah? Yeah, they're having trouble finding a web domain for it, though. Yeah? Yeah, the name of the movie is IMDB. I don't know what what they're going to do. <laughs> you, don't, you don't know what they're going to do. How do, you, how do you think that guy feels every time somebody looks him up on IMDB? <laughs> probably doesn't probably doesn't experience it too often <laughs> well, what's Travis Walton's star meter oh star meter nice yeah, there you go um, so there's a there's a bit in this so at the beginning they are cutting down trees and they're kind of giving you who these characters are in that sequence and so you have uh, Craig <laughs> Sheffer's character, the bad boy, cutting trees down at D.B. Sweeney's yeah, character yeah. in a threatening way. Yeah. Uh, and then looking at him real hard and going, timber, like yeah. after it falls. Tough, yeah. tough, tough timber talk. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Peter Berg is sort of the uh, voice of reason or the kind of, he's kind of like a... a looking like a... He's a whiny, like a little whiny one. He's like a nerd, like a nerdy... He's kind of nerdy in this, but looks sometimes looks like Indiana Jones in this. In your in your in your estimate, you don't you know no. you you weren't falling. Yeah. Okay, he looked more like Scott Valentine dressing as Indiana Jones for Christmas. <laughs> well, he's Not wearing, for Halloween. This is a this is a P 
Peter Bergen glasses film. Yeah. And that's a I don't remember that. Uh, He's not wearing glasses in too many of his and his uh, acting roles. Can you can you Peter Bergen glasses? Yeah. Can I you can, think I of I can't help you. I know that Neil Diamond tried to do a Devil in Blue Jeans sequel with that <laughs> lyric. Do you remember how it went? <laughs> I have a clue. <clears throat> And what then, of think course, of Henry Thomas playing the, uh, the 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 young gentleman. The young man. He's yeah. really he looks very young in this. I like I like I like this version of Henry Thomas because he could have been. He he's one of those child actors that mm-hmm. had that awkward phase. Mm-hmm. He pulls it off. He's good. He's become a grown man that doesn't sicken. You know, you look at you look at Lucas Haas, what he what he evolved into. Right. You look at Abigail Breslin. Uh-huh. Like some people don't get over the fucking hill. Henry did it. He made it. Yeah, and he's and starring. Now he's got a little renaissance. Yeah, he's starring in uh, the guy likes working with him. The guy that uh, yeah. the horror director Mike Flanagan. Mike Flanagan really likes him. Gerald's Game Hill House. And put him in the new show. That Doctor doing. Sleep. No, I don't think Doctor Sleep. But they're doing that new um, kind of quasi sequel to the Honey of Hill House. Okay. It's called something like the Honey of Bly Manor or something, but. It's, same characters, right? I don't think same characters, mm-hmm. but a lot of the same cast. Anyway, so I was saying about this. Um, anyway, there's a scene where Robert Patrick is talking to D.B. Sweeney and sitting on a log and cleaning a chainsaw. Mm-hmm. And it looks like he... <laughs> it looks like he doesn't know what he's doing, for sure. Like He's just kind of wiping at the chainsaw blades. Yeah, well, he's sort of... I think what we're trying to take from that is that he's deep in thought he's he's at a crossroads i'm thinking he just didn't do the the cleaning the chainsaw research beforehand i think there's they probably cut a scene out of that sequence where uh-huh. where he's like man i don't know what to do and pat and Roger patrick's like maybe we should come up with a story about you being abducted by aliens yeah, that's the that's the big thing on this is the crew keeps. They always say that the crew, the whole crew, passed because you know the the big scene is they see an alien spaceship, and then tra- on the way back from this job, and and Travis Walton jumps out of the truck and 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 goes underneath it and starts to kind of, I don't know, dance. He's he's enraptured by it, and he's like kind of looking. Hey guys, look how cool it is! And they're all scared in the truck. They didn't get out, and they're like, get back in the truck. And he's like look guys it's so cool that I'm under the UFO you know and it's kind of hovering there so I think the reality of it is yeah those things have an allure uh, and they and they seize you 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 cease to lose you know you cease to have control over your own form so well, he was what, in a trance at that point I mean he wasn't in a trance yet he was in dumbass mode okay he ran out of that truck to just to look up under this UFO would you do that I might yeah, I'd be happy just to be up and looking from the truck. I'd be fine. In no, because I want to hear the crackling energy. I want to smell. I want to. I want to feel the rush of air as it moves bizarrely through the sky. Yeah, you need, you can't experience that from this from a beat ass old truck. You said you can't smell the UFO from the truck. Uh huh. Good. That's a fair point. <laughs> I didn't think of that. Yeah. So, is that why DB Sweeney said, "Guys, come smell this." <laughs> Another alternate title they fucking shit canned. Yeah. So then he, uh, 
what happens is so they keep trying to get him to come back in the truck and he doesn't and he keeps looking up and that's when nick said there's some like kind of the underbelly of the ufo goes lava yeah and then uh he starts to get worried right at the end and then he gets well you could, he's starting to walk back to the truck right as he gets zapped he, by yeah the and, then he, well then he gets zapped and thrown by like an alien light. They assume he's dead instantly. Yeah, I would. I that's, wouldn't. That's a realistic part. When you see your friend get zapped by a UFO, you peel out and leave. That's not true. I would leave. I want to see what it did to him. Well, his and then his mouth is like smoking. Remember? I didn't catch that. Yeah, there's like some smoke coming out of his mouth, and they just think he's dead. And they they keep trying an to acting get choice. Yeah, they keep trying to get. Mike, who's driving to leave, Robert Patrick's character. And he does. He leaves his friend. I actually like that scene a lot because you get to see everybody all panicking and shit. It's yeah. cute. Well, and it's then cool. Sheffer rolls up the window, remember? Yeah, like, rolls it up real that's fast. That's going to protect him. Yeah. And I can't smell it. <laughs> kind of. What do you think a UFO smells like? That's a you, good question. Your, your, your default setting would be sulfur. Yeah. No, but not mine. Mine would be like a weird yogurt. <laughs> like a weird... A weird yogurt and like a like an like an alien's ass. Like. I wouldn't be surprised if peppermint. Peppermint. Yeah, I'd, I'd get into the ship then because that's my favorite. <laughs> would you be like? Would you? Would it be like one of those things in the old cartoons when you have a cartoon character that would smell like a pie and on then, a and windowsill? Then, and they like they're, they they. Yeah, they like float towards like it. Nebula Pew will like float across the room. Is that what you absolutely? <laughs> I can picture it. Yeah, floating like the aliens are following the peppermint trail to the other side. The aliens are about to, z- to zip you in, and they're like, "Hold on for a second. It looks like he's coming up on his own." <laughs> Pull up your pants, astronaut. Get that peppermint buttock <laughs> wrapped up. Oh, is it the alien ass that smells like peppermint? Well, I was thinking that. Yeah. Of course. Aliens with peppermint ass? Mm. A little swirl? Oh, my God. That would explain the North Pole and Santa Claus, too. You tie those myths together. Right. Oh, like Santa's an alien? Yeah. Yeah. Explains a lot. Yeah? Yeah. Peppermint ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the elves aren't even elves. They're just... No, they're just little gray aliens in suits. Yeah. I do like the fact that we get to see the gray aliens wardrobe in this. I just like their faces. They're they're, they're little blinkers. They blink a lot. Well, they're puppets. They look like old men. Yeah. And they're very serious. They have such consternation. They do not have a lot of humor. No. They don't have any bedside manner. We don't see any aliens playing grab ass. I thought, because, you know, he he, he sort of crashes the party. You know, like, DB escapes the uh, alien nectar spot. Like, he's in the, the, Mm -hmm. you know, he's in the fucking, in the membrane. And he gets out, and he interrupts their slumber. So it would have been neat if he walks in on the and, on the aliens during some some of their R and R. You know, like they're wh- whipping each other with mops, or like you know, popping towels or something. Right. Yeah. Well, I you know refreshing the peppermint. <laughs> they uh, when I was re- I was reading about the his account, Travis Walton's actual account that they didn't do in the movie. There are humans involved in his account. There are humans aboard the spaceship that were helping the aliens. Okay. So they didn't include that. I guess they thought that was a... The people that developed the story, that based on a true story, thought that was a bridge too far to 
Although it does dovetail into Close Encounters. Because a bunch of, you yeah. know, a bunch of regular mugs went up there with those guys at the end. Spoiler. Well, when DB on the ship breaks out of his, there's like, he's in like a, like a it's, matrix it's like type. like an amniotic yeah. cum. Like a sack. He breaks out and he starts, there's zero G, starts floating around. Yeah. And then he breaks into another. So talking about the budget. <laughs> he breaks into another amniotic, whatever, a sack or yeah. whatever. And it, there's a. There's he high fives a guy's fucking stomach. He, yeah, there's a dead, there's a dead human in there. It looks there's, like the life force thing. Yeah. Did you get that? Well, it looks like the guy was still alive too. Uh, no. I mean, he's disemboweled, but he he starts to he starts to like come his face starts to rise up, but it, his I, head. I think it's because it's the, it's the gravity on his. Uh, yeah, yeah, it could be. He dead. He does say ouch. He dead. That's when he becomes dangling bitch Sweeney, hanging on to the old microphone cord, just swimming around out there in the zeros. Yeah, he's like got an umbilical. Yeah. Um. And he, yeah, he then he pulls he pulls back up to his, yeah. whatever that sequence is. I remember in the theater, I thought that was really cool. Like I, was I like, still think it's really cool. Yeah, I was like, that's a really weird. It's a, very weird a, a version of an alien ship. I like the fact that it's they, it seems very dirty. That's what I'm saying. These are very untidy aliens. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of goop, and there there's a lot of um, later the, the when, goop. when he becomes drag boy Sweeney. And he's he's like grabbing at shit as they're pulling him around. There's like there's garbage everywhere. Yeah. These aliens are, are fucking slobs. I know there is. They they are. Hi. Right. Um. All right. Whatever. Got a little cat, cat in here. Hi. A little cameo. Nobody invited you, bud. Well, we didn't close the doors. Um. <clears throat> Yeah, he's he. Uh, there is a lot of they really concentrate on some gross stuff. The, the a lot of a lot of uh, fluids. Yeah, it's, like they dump they dump. Uh, the best is when they fill his mouth with that green black. Yeah, they, gelatin. They, aliens are not gentle in this. Uh, it suggests um, they, they they you know they obviously uh, take his clothes off. They put like some like hard. Yeah. Extra skin on him to like keep him down. Well, they, it's like an operating table where they put the. Uh, it's an layer. operating table, yeah. yeah. But then they have they go to the they have like scalpels, yeah, which I think and is all pretty sorts funny. Of neat little tools. Well, they half-ass it like the scalpel thing. It's everything looks so weird, and then they go to these tools, and then they just kind of make the scalpels like they barely make them look alienish. Like they kind of put. It's like a. It's like it looks like a scalpel with a little flourish. Exactly. Yeah. Well, okay, but let's explain this away. The right. aliens have have been long searching at humans. They, they've 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 kind of gotten a you know good idea of what we're like and and mm. what and what we our bodies are used to receiving. Okay. So I think these are bastardized uh, variants on human apparatus. Okay. Plus, since we're descended from them, mm-hmm. maybe. Oh. You know, maybe there's a little bit of uh, familiarity in. there. You know. So what do, where do you get in that? We're getting this theory. I, I think within the context of of, uh, of this story, obviously aliens aren't just visitors from space. There's a connection. I mean, they're they're bipedal. They wear clothes. Hmm. You know, they they do operations. Right. Yeah. They like grabbing men. Only a few things that do that. They returned them. 
You know what's funny? I thought he escaped in my in my memory of this movie. I thought he f- like fell out, escaped or something. Yeah. They never really do say anything about how that happened. No, they just can't. They bring him back. That's so weird. Yeah. They return him to his town. Yeah. Earth's like a little red box. You know? That's nice of it. I mean, yeah. as mean as they were, and as as abusive as they were to DB Sweeney's uh, body or Travis Walton's body, yeah. and they were abusive. Like they stuck a needle in his eye. They did. Uh, they stuck a needle on his cheek. Yeah. Um, they terrorized. They terrified him. They stripped him bare. They made him cold. They put goop all over him. Um, they did return him like safe and sound back home, naked. But yeah, well, let's let's be, let's get to the the elephant in the room. Uh huh. What did they did they get? What they needed from him? They throw him one. <laughs> Nick and I have long thought that the aliens... Um, Is he part of the Me Too movement? That the aliens may have... Um, I don't know how to put this. Uh, had ill-advised relations with one Travis Walton? Yeah. Is that gentle yeah. enough? Yeah. They pounded it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, it certainly seems like that might be... Uh, suggested by us. I don't, I don't know think, about the film. I mean, first of all, like one of the big things, the uh, big consistencies amongst UFO abductions and stories mm-hmm. uh, in, in first-hand accounts is they are probed. There is that element. I know. That's always like a anally probe. There's yeah. a little sexy time that happens mm-hmm. on these crafts. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, they, they, they're not taking the clothes off for their own good. I mean, like, the, 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 you know, it's not a formality. They're, they're not working the old penis. I mean, like, in, we don't see them do any work on his dick, so it's out for a reason. You know, his butt is there; it's exposed for a reason. You know, I do know. I mean, you don't plug the light bright in unless you're going to use it. So he uh, later on, he's he has a family. He does, uh, and I can't help but wonder. If uh, he has the night sweats from time to time, waking up, remembering the truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, what, I, what I'm what i confused by a little bit is that he comes back, right? And he um, they find him. They, they His friends get him. They, he calls uh, he, from a payphone. He calls um, Mike. And he's mm-hmm. like, help, I come get me. And they find him. And he's naked, and he's and he's screaming. Remember, because he's just he's yeah. so confused. He's catatonic almost. And he needs water, you know, which keeps... makes it weird that he knew how to dial a phone and call Mike. Uh, it does make that's very strange. Uh-huh. But it worked, you know, whatever. Um, but what's what's weird about it is thinking about Travis Walton doing that in real life and wasting everybody's t- wasting everybody's time like that. Although Mike was probably in on it, I guess, right? So. But I, but I think it really happened. I'm just kind of thinking, like, putting yeah. myself in your shoes. Yeah. You know how long it takes to, to place a collect call back yeah. then? You have to call the, if the dial mm-hmm. zero. You have to talk to the operator and say, I'd like to place a collect call. Yeah. And there's a conversation that happens with a living person. Mm-hmm. He's wet out of a spaceship. <laughs> He's naked and wet out of a spaceship. That's true. First thing he does is talk to an operator. Well, I'm about to get seriously catatonic. Can you please expedite this, miss? 
I just had an alien. And then Mike had called, like, whenever they go get him, the first person he calls, not the cops, he calls these um, junior, like, these fucking nightmare people. alien uh, a dumb in, investigators. Their, yeah. yeah, it's called, it's like a FAR. Is there, I don't know what it stands yeah. for. I mean, I don't want to zoom in that hard. They show a business card at one point. Yeah. That guy's a super nerd. But they are immediately interviewing. Um, First question? What? You have it written down? I need a urine sample. <laughs> That's not a question. Well, first That need. is a command. <laughs> Those Second? guys are fucked. Second question? Yeah. Let me see that rear end. <laughs> see how many, let's see how many tennis balls we can fit in this thing. Because we know it's more than six. Um, so, but I just th- I always think about when you, when you think about this really happening, like, you know, you, cause it's, it's, you know, based on true events. Yeah. So was, was Travis Walton really like naked at a gas station? Like of course waiting for his friends, to pick him up uh-huh. and then really screaming into the air. Cause he, cause he's like having a PTSD or mm-hmm. something. It makes me, it makes me. I think you're making Makes light of happy. a horrible, true experience and trauma that this man went through. In outer I'm space. not making light of it. Yeah, you're the one that doesn't believe him. I want to. Oh, fuck yeah, I want to. The thing is, I, I just hate when it's a bunch of bumpkins. I, I want it to be somebody smart. Mm-hmm. I want aliens to abduct somebody who I had with some credibility. Travis Walton's no dummy. God, they're so much ahead of us. They know. Mm-hmm. They always abducted dummies and the and the idiots. <laughs> Like Whitley Stryber? Yeah. I hadn't lived, though, until I saw the image of Henry Thomas in a Fleetwood Mac t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Who, what, do you think Whitley's story came after this? Whitley Stryber? Is yeah. it after Travis Walton? I had Yeah, Communion had to come after. Well, after 75, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do, does Whitley Stryber and Travis Walton, they, they look alike? I don't think so. Do the aliens have a type? That's a good question. Yeah. Are they cruising Earth looking for people that look like these two... Hotties? These, these two guys? Yeah. Now, did, in Communion, he dances with them. Yeah, in the movie. There's a lot less butt sex, right? I don't, yeah, the aliens. Yeah, they. they and the the thing about Whitley though is the aliens. They they re kidnap them. They they come back. It's a routine. It's a routine. Yeah. yeah, they come back for seconds, thirds. Yeah. DB, he says at the end of the movie, Krauss Walton says, "I don't think they're coming back. They don't like me." Yeah, that's cute. And he gives when a Whitley little, sw- gives Whitley's, like a crooked smile. You know, yeah, that's like a little punchline to end the film. Mm-hmm. When Whitley Stryber walks past you here, because he's got some serious ventilation down there now, you can hear his you can hear his bowels. Oh well, yeah, he's, he's did he ever? Didn't he ever get into something else too? Like he he he's written a bunch of books of different. He wrote Wolfen, right? Do you see a ghost too, or something? I'm sure, he fucking saw a ghost. Do you write a book? I'm sure he did. Yeah. There's nothing that Whitley Stryber hadn't seen. Like he, you know, fucking Slender Man, Chupacabra, you know, 
Nut and Face, all these guys, all these scaries. It makes me happy to know that um, a, a competent feature film was made about this, though. You like this movie? I do. Actually, I like it more. I, I was very surprised that it well, was a well-made movie. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful-looking film at, in, in certain spots because Bill Pope was involved. Yes, fantastic. Did he die? No, he's okay. still killing it. Do you think Bill Pope? Wonder what how what he 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 shot it like he believed it. Yeah, yeah. I think the director believes. He don't know. He was he was just getting skeptic. Paid. Yeah, and I'm I'm sure the actor. I'm sure the junket for this film must have been a nightmare with the actors getting asked by different journalists. You know, what, do you believe? Do you believe in aliens? Yeah. Do you yeah. think this is a true story? Mm-hmm. And they got to toe the party line. So right. well, I mean, I just committed six months of my life to help tell the story of one Travis Walton. I think it's it's embarrassing to think that you would expect me to commit this much of my finite life to something I don't believe in. Well, I think the the movie is is interesting, um, but like I said before, um, it's a lot of filler because they are teasing. The abduction, the whole movie. It's funny. He's trying to... He makes it like... He tries to make it like a Jaws or something. Like the way he that does. he tells the well, story. Well, there is that gathering of the town. And, and the, the whimsical music. Mm-hmm. And the shark. But I'm just saying that there's so many scenes where you could just feel like they're like... Uh, all right, stretch this one out for 10 minutes. You know, we can't... We're not showing the... Uh, uh, you know, what everybody's waiting for yet. We're not showing the alien ship yet. We're going to... Uh, you know... We're going to have more scenes with... Robert Patrick on the phone, yeah, um, or arguing with Craig Sheffer. You know that there's yeah. a lot of that. Um, it's just all build up, well, and so then a- it, there's a good payoff. I mean, the stuff on the ship is 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 eerie and and uh, strange. Same same word basically, but everything else. I mean, I didn't dislike it. It's just it's filler. Well. It- if you think about the genre, that's what it's built on. The great monster movies, the great horror stories, you don't get a lot of payoff. It's about anticipation. No, but there's usually stuff that... The budget. I mean, this is they put a, they put They put a lot of effort into... And I think that's what's so kind of bothered me about it. They put a lot of effort into these guys uh, telling their tale in the town, not believing them, and then they're incensed. But how are they incensed? Like how, of course no one believes them. They said that their friend got abducted by an alien. Yeah. Uh, and then they, and then Robert Patrick has a speech where he says, you know, you know me, I'm an honest person. Yeah. How dare until you now. not yeah. believe my hoax? <laughs> <laughs> Have you, you know. seen like the majority of like those guys that are really into UFOs? It's weird that they call them buff UFO buffs. Do they call them UFO buffs? Oh, yeah. They're the opposite. Are they? Yeah. I think there's probably a buff UFO fan. <laughs> You're there. There's that guy from... Um, do you ever listen to... Uh, You're talking about Art Bell? I love Art. I used to... Talking about Bob R- Lazar? R.I.P. Art Bell, but he was yeah. great. Talking no, I'm about talking about the guy... Nori? George Nori? No. He's in the band. Oh, what? Uh, they sang that song, All the Small... All the Small Things. I can't... Go with you on this journey. Um, Smash Mouth? No, it's just a band that was popular in the... Um, Pod? 
I'll look it up. Why are you going? Why are you doing this to me? I just want to tell you about what the. So this guy, um, Blink One Eighty Two. Oh. So Blink Blink One Eighty Two has two singers in it and a, and a drummer, Travis something. But the two Walton. singers, there's one guy that can really sing well, and the other guy can't. And he's the guy that like left the band and then started his other band. And if you ever hear him sing live, it's just it's pretty pitiful. But he believes truly in UFOs. Okay. Like, he's like a huge UFO guy. And every once in a while, he'll pop up in the news, not for music, but about his like UFO f- fanaticism. And and he's not a he's a he's a thin thin dude. He's okay. he's not a well, and I, I know I know people who are huge into UFOs that are deadly serious about it. Who? I mean, just friends. Really? Yeah. Friends now? Good, good friends, yeah. Deadly into it. What are you talking about? You have friends that are into UFOs? Oh, big time. You need. I need some more clarification oh, on this. We'll have to go offline. About are you friend? Are you friends with Travis Walton? <laughs> I wish. He's a little old for me, you know. Sixty-six. A little old and a little loose. He's 66, which is a long time to be. Lying and he's been lying teeth. about this since, what, 75? Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. He's been telling the truth yeah. since. What? Is he Is he still pulling? Is he going to, like, conventions and shit? I don't know. Because if he's not, if he's not milking this thing to death, maybe he's not lying. Oh, he, what do you mean if he's not milking it? course he's milking it they made a movie out of it they're gonna try to make another movie out of it that's truer to his lie for fuck's sake really yeah i, yeah, I read that real quick mm-hmm. oh man i can't wait i hope they do like a netflix miniseries yeah yeah and it's just all the same thing it's just stretched out it's just that the, the town not believing them they're getting angry no i think it'd be great if it's uh he's 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 just fucking worn out mm-hmm. like they have finished on him and he is just like worn out and he's like, I wonder what Robert's doing down there. And then they cut to like a little quick scene of him having trouble paying the bills. And then he wakes back up and he's like, Oh shit, I'm here. And then they've already they're already in him again. Actually it'd be great if they did a Travis Walton mm-hmm. miniseries, like you're saying. Right. Um, and it's all interpretations of the same story. So you'll get like Gaspar Ney's version, you'll get Michael Hankey, you know. He'll they get, call it the Travis Walton experience. Exactly. With an S. Ryan Coogler's got his own take. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the original title for this was Liar in the Sky. Did you know about that? <laughs> and actually, it wasn't, even, it wasn't even that. It was a liar. This didn't happen in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> Fire in the Sky. Yeah. Um, actually, it was originally called Fired from the Woods. Fire in the sky. So they, they, you know, sometimes movies will do this where you'll kind of anticipate the title being said, which is it's kind of a fun thing in movies. Yeah. You kind of wait for that moment, and right. they almost do that in this, but they don't quite get there. They they say they see this red sky, yeah, and it's like a fire, yeah. But they cut. They don't say fire in the sky, right? And you kind of want them to, yep. Why don't they finish it? You know, yep. Maybe someone could do like a fan edit. That's a that's a commitment. First of all, that would require fan. I think they should have filmed some of this from the alien point of view. Absolutely, don't you? I mean, we get the the whole abduction sequence, the whole or the whole like experiment on Travis Walton sequence. It's kind of shot, obviously, from his point of view, and it's 
you really uh, are up close and and you know he's terrified and you see that but what about the aliens like i would like to see some of that yeah before, like i want to i want to know about their uh their ship <laughs> the propulsion systems why it looks like a like king kong's nut why they have to why do they need to blink oh this is this the first movie that that <gasps> blink 182 is this the first movie where uh uh syrup spills onto someone's face and they go into a flashback <laughs> or is that something that is i'm just forgetting that happens a lot because he knocks over some syrup he's hiding under a table he knocks over this yeah uh, sy- syrup it spills onto his face somehow he's under the t- i don't understand how but he spills onto his face and then he that it reminds him of when brings him back. the alien spilled onto his face. Yeah. Yeah. It reminds him when he wakes up in the in the sack. Yeah. Um it has a lot of birth imagery in this, I noticed. For Umbilical, example. lots of goop. Okay. Um Nice. Do you think that's re- like do you think that the director was like, This is gonna be this is incredible. This is gonna be good. This got a lot of birth imagery. No alien abduction stuff. No, there's no... That never happens in alien movies. Okay. I see where you're going with this. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going anywhere with it. Oh. Just bring it up to see if you would take it. He's got slick jeans in this. <laughs> DB. You're talking about said, like... Uh, like on well, a, you like, mentioned his denim Dan wear. Yeah. Okay. I thought you were talking about his, uh, his, his uh, you know, DNA. <laughs> no, but he's got some... Uh, he wears like you know like he has like a jean jacket. He's got jeans, he's jean mm-hmm. on jeans, right? Mm-hmm. He still got that outfit in the ship before they disrobe him. Yeah. But, and so when he's crawling around in there, he's got a lot. Of, he's got a lot of uh, fluid, like slick fluid all over his jeans. He's got right. slick jeans. Okay. Yeah, and his hair. Yeah, got, it's all in his hair. You got to give DB Sweeney some credit for mm-hmm. he went through the ringer. He did. Yeah. Then he also get dragged across the spaceship. Yeah, aliens drag him across. The, when they finally get a hold of him, yeah, they drag him. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's pretty pretty good insight. <laughs> Garner leaves the movie. Yeah, he does. Everyone does eventually, but he comes in to be a one dimensional force of uh, opposition. And once things are restored. You could tell he's 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 a little butthurt that he didn't solve, but he didn't believe he him, and he leaves. Right? Yeah. So I guess don't believe these guys, and he, he's out. Yeah. Um, so he's sort of the hero. Did you know the the original title of this? Uh-uh. They were gonna call it um, "Fire in the Holes in the Story." <laughs> okay. <laughs> I believe it though. You do. I kind of do believe it. I have to say. Like a hundred percent. I think it's that it didn't happen. I think it's uh, it was a charming, quaint time in the seventies when you can get away with that kind of stuff. It's just it's just hard to like they double down on this hoax and then they have to keep it up for such a long time. Yeah, he's like, do I gotta really be naked? Do I really gotta have syrup fall on me? You fucking made your bed, Travis Walton. Sleep in it, bitch. Do I really have to use this nightstick to open my my butt valve open? And, and peppermint oil, really? 
a lot of hair in this movie. You notice <laughs> a lot of lots of pulling, you cutting, lot, lots of big hair. Yeah, lots of lots of the actors had a real good time. They they had like uh, well seventies hair, but big hair. And then DB, I think, overdid a little bit with the sideburns. What do you think about that? I think it's. Uh, I mean, uh, you you were alive back then. You saw shitty people. I'm just look. saying that I think you could have. I know sideburns was a, was a big thing. I think he could have trimmed a couple inches off those sideburns. It still would have been seventies. But he really like he he must have just. I'm just gonna do it. I'm gonna really sideburn it up, you know. Yeah, and he did. Memorable. You think Christy Turlington has the sideburns, or just sticks with Edward? I mean, no. Do you want my? (laughs) I think she's. I think she would. I would, of course, sticks with him. Okay. That voice <laughs> puts a lot of work into it. If you were to remake Fire in the Sky today, yeah, let's let's recast D, let's cast let's recast Travis. Okay, who's the modern day DB Sweeney? Oh, that's such a good question. Oh, so many choices. I'm going Casey Affleck. Yeah, he's my DB. He's my Travis. Think beyond the hair. No, no, I think I'm, you're I'm putting his hair. A, I think you're looking at his hair. No, I'm just thinking of a guy that's willing to to just lay it all on the line. Can I ask you, please, to think beyond the hair? <laughs> and I can't imagine him in those crazy sideburns. But okay, Casey Affleck would be okay. That's for me. I mean, you could pick somebody else. I think Affleck would be better as the Mike Robert Patrick character. Nope, nope. got somebody else ready for that shit. Oh, okay, so who would I cast as DB Sweeney? Mm-hmm. And it, these guys are supposed to be playing, by the way, twenty-five-year-olds, and they don't—they're not twenty-five. In That's this, very most true. Of them. Yeah. Uh, Although you, you age differently in the woods, everybody knows that. Yeah, everybody. Um, Kevin James <laughs> as TV as yeah. uh, Travis. Sure. Better have a, a fucking tractor beam. Better have some horsepower. I just, I mean, one of his first dramatic roles. Yeah. Well, that means you'd have to have Adam Sandler somewhere. Ain't no way he's getting hired any other way. That's true. Sandler oh. could play uh, the Peter Berg, I guess. Who, who, uh, who, you said you had an idea for who would play Mike, Mike Rogers? Well, you remember his full name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you, you need a guy who is an authoritative, salt of the earth, mm-hmm. blue collar guy, a little rough and tumble. Right, you know, rough around the edges and tumble around the edges, yeah, guy like that. It's mm-hmm. a shame Patrick Swayze is no longer around. It would have been perfect for it, uh, but thank God for Bakeem Woodbine. Too old. Shit, these guys are twenty five. I can't even. I have. In fact, I got to take Tevin James back, and you have to take Casey Affleck out. Although Casey Affleck could probably pass, pass for not twenty five, but at least younger than he is. Think about the 25-year-old actors. But if we're keeping in tune with the original, they overcast. They do, but not that bad. Shit. So Frank Stallone's out? Yes. I don't know young actors. I, well, It's got to be Liam Hensworth then. Yeah. Actually, I mean, you get all the Hemsworths. That's the, that's the, the catch. Yep. All nine of them? <laughs> You gotta scrape. You're scraping when you're getting like 
you know, Morgul, right, so Morgul we, Hemsworth, and yeah, Liam, Chris. No, you get here. You get who's the Skarsgårds and the Hemsworths, and then you fill it out. Who is the Who's the brother that's on Westworld? Luke. Luke. Okay, but any Luke, Chris, and Liam. Yeah, Tiberius and Milk. But then you get the other Skarsgårds. Yeah, Skarsgårds would be good. You get all the brothers. And then Bill could just be Pennywise in this. <laughs> More realistic. Um, I'm trying to think of a good 25-year-old actor that I could center this movie on. Dave Franco. He's got to be almost 40. <laughs> Fuck. Michael Sarah. Oh, my God. You don't think the aliens would be more picky? Well, remember, they do have a type. <laughs> who looks like D.B. Sweeney? You know, who? He's kind of handsome, man. He's got like a kind of a... Mm-hmm. He's got... He's, he's abductable. I'd say. Yeah, I mean, you're looking for somebody who's hot to trot and abductable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who's that? Like, what's the, What about the guy from Mindhunter? Oh, uh, the, the 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 voice of Frozen. That guy, he can get abducted. Is his name Groff? Something like that, yeah. Jonathan Groff, is that right? Yeah, I think you're right. That's actually a good choice. Aliens uh, could get it in there. Yeah. I'm excited that you picked him. Okay. Way to way to go. Thank you. Um. And then the other guy, Holt. Holt could be his best buddy, even though he's too old. He could be. He could be Garner. Yeah, it could be Garner. I know what Scott Speedman's playing. (laughs) I know Jennifer Garner's playing. (laughs) All right. Yeah, I like it though. I I enjoyed the movie. I it was good revisiting it. I think it's aged well. Yeah. I. It's it's not tacky ever. Did you ever see? You ever see Alien Autopsy? The movie, yeah, of course. The the fake video. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I did. I saw it when I was... Uh, it, it creeped me out a little bit. When I was in college, it creeped me out so much. Yeah. I couldn't sleep. Yeah. Because they have this thing in the movie where... That's so bad because it's so fake. It was so way scarier than Alien getting its teeth cleaned. But they have this thing where they the aliens will like they'll shoot like a red light into your house and then they abduct you. And yeah. I, I kept like thinking I was seeing like a red light. It was... How would I get... Why would I... It's such a dumb... It's it's very the footage of the alien autopsy is so dumb, but then it still scared me. I we need to look and, that up. Is that out there? Still? And I was old. Do you remember who uh, narrated it? No. Um, Jonathan Frakes. Oh my god. That, thing, still that was like, wasn't that like a bootleg video that everybody was like circulating. I don't think so. I think it was a real like it was a it was produced. Well, thank you. But no, but it was. I don't think. I don't think they. You think it was like? I thought it was like maybe it was. Yeah, maybe they put a documentary or whatever around a show around a, a bootleg video. But yeah, like it's so bad. What was that movie with? Uh, there was two, um, like post, like there was like one that was called Extraterrestrial. One that was called Dark, something too hard. Like yeah, yeah. Well, one would start Carrie Russell, and one of them had that guy, that actor that looks like John. Uh, the guy that would, he looks like what's his fucking face? Was extra trust for one, but the Blair Witch guys or one of the Blair Witch guys? Yeah, but the one I'm thinking of is like not Dark Skies because that's the fake. That's a Close Encounter sequel that mm-hmm. they never made. That was Night Skies. But there was that other one with the guy, that actor that's sort of 
he was almost a real actor for a while. Like he was like he's like a Ron Livingston type of guy. I forgot his name. But what was that one? That was like the one that was. Uh, I'm not talking about. Mm. I'll remember after we're done recording. That actor, that, John, that actor, he's he's famous. We we've talked about him before. He's like a boring version of like a boring guy. God damn it! Talked about everything. Do you think the alien, if the aliens came down, they like came down? They started to kind of like, you know, do 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 some due diligence, do some research, and they land on like a like a Trump feed. I think they just like pick up sticks, run back, zoom back into space. They'd probably be intrigued. You think? Yeah. What's that fuck? Dark Skies. Wait. Josh Hamilton. Yeah, that's the one. Was that the one with Carrie Russell? Yeah. Uh, uh, no. I don't, I don't know. Oof. I think Josh Hamilton was in eighth grade, by the way. At some point. You're right, Carrie Russell was in it. Yeah, so this is the one I saw in the theater. The movie eighth grade. It had moments, this one. Scott Stewart, is that the Ruins guy? No, it can't be. Legion. That guy. Yeah, that was kind of interesting. I didn't see it. I don't think that... I, I heard it was kind of a mean movie. Well, whatever. I heard it doesn't work out well for them. Good. All right. I think we're due. I mean, Signs was good, but we're due... For a good alien? A rip-roaring, fucking rip-your-pants-out horror alien. Like, getting it yeah, in there. Yeah, why not? All right. Uh, any trivia? I got you some trivia. Do you know how much they were charging for toilet paper at the Snowflake Market? I don't. Okay. How much? Dollar fifteen. Oh wow! One roll? Yeah. Do you know what? Did they have loose? They have like you know they have loose cigarettes. They have loose. Like, All I know is there was a little paper? sign on the outside of the of the Snowflake Market that had a toilet paper ad. You think it was one roll? That's what I'm asking. Or do you think it was like a? Like a you know package, a pack. I think it's probably one roll. One roll, selling loose toilet paper, huh? You remember what street Travis Walton moved to at the end there? Abduction Avenue. <laughs> yes, you fucking got it. Perfect. <laughs> Lie Boulevard. Where do you move to? Maple. Oh, Let's see, syrup, syrup reference. Exactly. So uh, you're uh, you're in the world. Mm-hmm. You've been you've been whisked away to the woods, and you're part of fire in the sky. Right. What shape takes? Oh, what? What, a- what happens to you? What do you do? Where are you in the story? Um. Maybe I'm also kidnapped. Hell yeah! Wait, you're, you're gonna do the same thing? You're in you're in one of those ice cube trays. And I, I'm, I'm awoke, awoken by DB Sweeney, his frantic, uh, <laughs> his frantic uh, uh, scramblings, yeah, and zero G, and I just kind of peek out of my little uh, capsule, yeah, and I'm like scared too, but I'm like, well, I'm gonna see what this guy's doing, and so I kind of follow, I kind of just quick, you know, zero G, follow him to when he gets, you know, and I go see him on the operating table, yeah. And so he's looking up, 
and sees he sees me in the you corner. up there, like watching from up on high. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then uh, the bad stuff starts to happen to him. Yeah, um, and then I just walk in and I go, "How can I help?" <laughs> he, you know, <laughs> to he, the aliens. He, yeah. he he sees you drop something. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Oh my god!" He's offering help, and he he realizes you've dropped one of the pieces of popcorn you're eating while you're watching <laughs> this. <laughs> I mean, I would. I don't know. I, I guess I would. Um, I don't know what I would do. Well, you just told us. I guess I would say, uh, "What if I just did the my default? I'll have what he's having." Harry met Sally. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I think I, I, at least I would be an. Un, I would uh, be unlucky aboard the spaceship. I guess that's that'd be my character. What about you? Um, they had to cut my character from the film because it would have been way longer. Because mm. I am the most skeptical collect call operator in the business. <laughs> okay. So basically, I have Travis Walton tell me exactly his whole story before I am willing to let him call Mike. Before you connect him. Through. So I've heard, I mean, by the time... We finally. That's why he's all fucking catatonic. He but you're was not, perfectly you're not, fine. You're not even spilling the. You're not even telling the whole story. He calls once, and they hang up on him. So he goes through that with the collect the operator. He has to do it again. Oh, remember? Yeah, that's true. He calls. Well, here's twice. the thing, though. Travis Walton perfectly lucid when he lands from the aliens. Yes. Gets fed up by the operator, and I'm the one who leaves him in that state. Because I got questions about everything. What do the gelatin taste like? <laughs> Tell me about the rib cavity of this person that you st- you put your that you put your hands in. To the point, like basically, he is exhausted by the time he gets found by Mike. There's like a there's a guy in his late forties above the ship cheering the aliens on. Tell me about him. Yeah. <laughs> Peppermint, you say? So yeah, so that's that's me. I'm the I'm the I'm the operator that. I do pass him through eventually, but I get everything. As a matter of fact, <laughs> there's a coda in the film mm-hmm. where uh turns out I beat him to the punch with my own book. Well, is that why his original title for the book was the Travis Walton experience with the collect call operator? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Um What was your what would your book be called? Um it's a strange title for a book. Um, <laughs> by Nick Nunziata. Was that U-M or is that Y-U-M? My my <laughs> my book is called uh, the Six Hour Phone Call. <laughs> um, it's gonna fly off the shelves. Yeah. That's too bad that, like you said, that too bad that he didn't have an old iPhone or something with him. Too bad it wasn't, too bad he didn't, you know, these guys that, that get abducted nowadays, so fucking lucky. You know um, what i The thing is, they don't get abducted because they can't fucking fake it anymore. All your all your tools are gone. They're every, there's cameras everywhere. There's, everything's being mm-hmm. recorded. You know, we're tracking space like a mud. <laughs> we got our eyes and ears and hands and everything. 
When's the last time someone reported a UFO? That's I mean, what I'm saying. I'm sure it's Well, I mean, no, there's UFOs reported, and there's yeah. all those videos that surface and all that. Mm-hmm. But as far as individuals who have, have made the news, good luck. Right. Yeah. Now it's like they, I feel like they can do it. The aliens could come snap people up, and no one will believe them. I think the aliens are tapped into our feed, man. Oh, yeah. So, um... You're, you're, you've been given the, the financing to do your own fire in the sky attraction. I'm going to change my character. Oh, God. I'm going to be the UFO driver. <laughs> and I'll be, like, constantly annoyed because I'm always driving. Mm-hmm. What's happening back there? Guys, <laughs> up, give me updates. <laughs> you holding him? What's what his you, hand like? What are you guys doing? <laughs> What's his hand? Can you at least describe it to me? Always leave me in a lurch. I'm always looking at fucking stars and at the windshield. I pressed the fake fire button. <laughs> fire in the sky? Uh, I, pay, I, I pressed the red glow in the woods button. Something's about to show up. Yeah, I mean, that would be... That would suck. Yeah. But... I just hit the lava button a lot. I'd be making the underbelly go yeah. molten. That's my one. That's my one happiness. How much cattle mutilation is enough? These guys, <laughs> fucking, it's like us with our fucking phones, man. Just constantly mutilating cattle. For cattle. Yeah. Um, you have an attraction. Fire in the sky. The aliens certainly had one. <laughs> to Travis, <laughs> yeah, fingering him all night. Yeah, five days of sweet, sweet tenderness. Sweet me, yeah. Nice. You ran out of DB. Nah, you have any more? There was destroyed body, Sweeney, <laughs> on the table. But <laughs> um, and then at the junket, was a douchebag. But. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so you, you're you're building something, you, your own little. Uh, farm can, you imagine, sk- can you imagine the junket for this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure. Do you think the real Travis Walton was on on the press tour? He had nope. to be, right? He was in. He was in the movie. Are you serious? Him and his wife. Him and his, Dana. They must have been in that crowd. They were. Okay. That was where they God were. Damn yeah. it. The aliens were there too, right? Oh, you're not talking. No, they were in the alien suits. <laughs> he was, yeah, the Travis Walton was puppeteering the alien uh, puppets or whatever the hell they were. Did any, do you think they play, those are puppets or do you think people are in the, some uh, weird suits? There's puppets. Think well, so? when they're carrying them, it's, that's why they're way bulky and big. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine? I would have stared. I wouldn't have looked at the screen at the premiere if, if I, I'd be watching Travis's expression through that whole movie. Yeah, looking for a fucking crack. Mm-hmm. You know, see if, he, if that's he's, what the aliens were doing. <laughs> not for long. <laughs> I'm watching that guy watch the movie. I'm like, is he getting emotional? Mm-hmm. Is he looking away because he's embarrassed that he's you know? I I I'd, I'd want to see. And when the aliens are doing their ruckus on him, mm-hmm. I'd be watching super hard at him, waiting for it, huh? Yeah. Well, I I was so interested that I read the book. 
in mm-hmm. his book, The Travis Walton Experience. It starts off really, really interestingly. Okay. It's uh, the first page. It was like, I was three. I was selling was like, rocks. It, it, <laughs> <laughs> Fast forward 20 years later, I got abducted by an alien. That's the well, first I, that's the first. All paragraph. I got to was page one. Seneca. <laughs> looks like a car. Well, like a Toyota Seneca. <laughs> that would be great if it, that yeah. was that, that was a car. Qu- <laughs> <laughs> what is it again? Something about Chance and Chance Boudreau and cleaning it out. Seneca. Let's see here. It says a Chance makes a plaything of a man's life. Mm-hmm. Toyota Seneca, but what do you think that means in the context? Like, why would that? It means uh, everything went out the window when he got picked up by the spacemen. It's like, man, random encounter just really threw a monkey wrench into his fucking. I mean, that's just a. It's an eloquent, wa- eloquent way of summing up uh, alien abduction. Yeah, you know, chance makes a plaything, and it. I mean, so they happened upon the spaceship, and then that per chance, I guess that's the chance. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what was he, what was the question? I'm sorry, I cut you off. That's all right. We're at you're you're building something. Oh, like a like a restaurant or a yeah, like, yeah so something to do with the movie right, tie-in, right? right. Well, I've, I just do firing firing the sky on ice, <laughs> of course. <laughs> you know, so the whole thing would you go see the fire in the sky on ice show, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it just would be a bunch of skating. Uh, lumberjacks, lumberjacks, like or arguing. whatever, and they're <laughs> saying, "I can't believe no one believes me. This is ridiculous." Yeah. And then the last five minutes of the show, they push some aliens out on skates, some little tiny children dressed as aliens. Yeah, and they have a sex act they, with a no, grown they just man. skate with Travis Walton, hold his hands, <laughs> and that's the end. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You can, then you can take it on the road and have fire in the ski. You could do on the side. Oh yeah, yeah little, I didn't think of that. A little tundra adventure, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, I think it ties in because at that one point, uh, when they 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 find uh, Travis Walton, he's remember he's huddled beside an ice ice machine. Yeah. So it'd be a nice tie-in to the actual. Film. Can I ask that you expand it to a Cirque du Soleil, where he's trapezing up and down in the middle, like he's in zero G's, his dick out, and he's like hanging out the microphone cords and and all that shit. I mean, that would be a good. That would be the one moment in the in the show that they could apply Cirque du Soleil uh, cliches yeah. all over it. I guess. Yeah, he's like twirling around. Actually, you could have a, a very nice theater in the round. Mm-hmm. At the bottom, lumberjacks are arguing for the duration, but up there, mm-hmm. just spinning Travis the whole time. The whole time, just spinning up there, mm-hmm. and and you know you kind of get lulled into it, and then at the very end, the bungees bring him down quickly to the ground they cover him in the in the membrane right and then these these french people dressed as aliens gather around him and do all sorts of finagling with him do would they still do beatles songs or yeah they could yeah yeah like lucy and the fire in the sky with diamonds (laughs) (laughs) paperback ride <laughs> um. All right. So, what was your what was your idea? Do you have one? 
you kind of piggybacking on mine. You can have that. No, I was giving you. No, I, I'm going a different route. Um, yeah. Okay, mine is a. It's a. Uh, it's a VR experience. Mm-hmm. And you are a very crestfallen uh, NPC walking down this scary long corridor in the Library of Congress to where he has an, a book entered there. <laughs> Terrifying. <laughs> like you know and and the whole time they're just going they're naming people that you know that haven't done that that are less successful than Travis Walton it's one of the most fucking sobering experiences a person could have the VR experience the, the yeah. Travis Walton, Walton VR, VR experience exactly yeah. yeah except they don't call it VR what I call it. DB. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, what would, yeah, what would you take? We forgot something. There's something we haven't done. No, this is, that's what we forgot. Our the desert island? island. Okay. Right? Yeah. What would you take from the movie and pack it away on your, your sweet plot of land in the middle of the sea? Damn. Now, you're scared of aliens, so you don't want, you don't want to have something that's going to scare you on the island. Nothing. I don't want any of that alien business. Yeah. Because, I mean, you think about it, an island, is a, you're a ripe target for those space guys. I know. They're probably, they're probably on those islands a lot. You think about that because, I mean, I live up here in the north where there's not a lot of civilization, and mm-hmm. I could see it. At night, you could see the sky so clearly. Mm-hmm. Imagine an island with no power, with no electricity. You could see too much. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't mean to scare you. Um Man, there's so many cool things to take. You can only have one. That's the thing. I know. I don't want to. I don't want a chainsaw because it'll run out of gas. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I don't want James Garner's clothes. I don't want those alien tools. Things scare me to nighttime. <laughs> <laughs> there was a, a nice moment in this, and I this could give you. An, an idea I guess is that they're walking through the woods in the search party the two of the lumberjacks both one of them wearing a cowboy hat yeah and he accidentally it looks like it the branch knocks his cowboy hat off his head and he catches it yeah puts it back on yeah. it's a very real moment in a film about a hoax but I, you know I thought that was kind of like well, he had it is a very tall hat yeah so would that be a consideration for you? Like no, I already hats? know what I'm getting. I'm taking that gold brick sized tape recorder. Mm. The James, the James, James Garner's gigantic tape recorder. He does. He settles, sets that down on the bar table yeah. to record their yeah. lies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll start. I'll start an audio series called "Musings of the Stranded," and it'll be pretty cool. So you tape over the. I mean, I imagine you have the tape of the of the, of the yeah, interrogation. Yeah, I've got. I mean, who doesn't bring a bunch of audio cassettes to an island? Okay, so you would, fucking idiot. Well, I'm saying you said you could. Yeah, bring I've got one Travis's thing. tapes, dumb. But I'm saying I'm. But I'm doubling down. You, you can't take things that didn't show up in the movie. There was never no one ever. Uh, James Garner had come out. And yes, like, he did. He had a, he had a had satchel a, filled with blank cassettes <laughs> that did not show in the film. It looked harder. So you're just you're just making up stuff to take. You know what I'm doing with those tapes then? Hmm? I've got tape. I'm breaking the the little copy uh-huh. protection, and I'm putting tape over it. 
That's fine. I'm allowing you to take the recorded conversations. I'm just trying to ask you, are you going to record over that stuff for your own... Yeah, Musings of the mm-hmm. Stranded. So you, you're going to record only the only other voice connected to humanity. I'll record on the Voices. other side. Okay, Travis okay. on one, me on the other. Salt. I wonder if James Garner had any, like... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, maybe he was reading lines into it. Oh, for he, practice. No, yeah, he's in the car talking to himself. He's like, mm. fucking guy trying to pull the wool over my old eyes about these fucking aliens. Talking to Diane from Twin Peaks. Okay, yeah. I like to be, when we were watching the movie at the beginning, we were doing some like southern impersonations of guys. <laughs> we were? You, you, you said something about, there he goes, ass and into the, what? No, no, I just said that <laughs> when they were, <laughs> they were describing what happened. And then he got pulled ass first into the sky. <laughs> that's the kind of shit that's to be on that tape. Yeah. yeah. James Garner improvising. Yeah. What are you bringing? I'm bringing uh, Robert Patrick's look at the end of the movie. <laughs> His wild man look that yeah. he has been. He is uh, estranged and and uh, living in the forest. He he's been rejected by DB Sweeney, who he, who he's so happy to see back, um, but then. Uh, D.B. Sweeney says, you left me for dead and rejects his old friend. And then he is also he's on the outs with his family's wife. Yeah. So he decides to mountain man it. Yeah. And he grows it out. Yeah. I mean, he looks... What is he? He looks like a hermit. You know, he's got the unruly beard, the wild hair. Yeah. Um, I'd take that look because that's the kind of look I'd want to be repping on the island. Um, you don't like that? It's fine. I mean, nowadays you look like everyone. Everyone looks like that now. I just—I mean, that's a good look. I don't have that look right now. But what I'm saying, you go to like a record shop. Mm-hmm. Everybody looks like Robert Patrick. <laughs> record shop. <laughs> Fucking vinyl man. I mean, I—I'm not gonna shake a stick. <laughs> Doesn't make sense. I don't know what that means. <laughs> but uh, Robert Patrick, look—he's looking wild at the end. He had some wig work. You know, I mean, it obviously wasn't as real, so I I would be happy to have it because I could take it on and off. You know, maybe every other day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Lastly, mm-hmm. before we yeah before we leave, mm-hmm. if you were abducted today, how would you take it? Would you want to just be deceased instantly? Or would you, or would you ride it out, see where it took you? Well, I mean, and what kind of sounds would you make? <laughs> so, do you think you're saying if I got abducted by aliens, would I want to be instantly dead? Yeah. So or is there some part of you that's like, let's see where this goes? Yeah, of course. Well, I mean, I think you would be so scared. Maybe that would be. Yeah, you you would want to, you know, die. Right. So. I mean, he woke up in a terrifying place, but who's to say that the alien ship that abducts you isn't a little bit nicer? Yeah, there might be, like, ghost lizards from the distant present or something, like mm-hmm. some sort of, like, primordial phase shifters or something. You know, like wet like wet diagram futures. <laughs> so what do you think? I mean, I don't... I, 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 are you kidding? I'd write it out. There's no if. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. May I have another? Yeah. Instant happiness. Well, I try to escape. Wouldn't you? The sad thing is, is the the twist, the big twist mm-hmm. in my story is, turns out, 
it's a hoax on their end. <laughs> I'm the hoax. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but like they're telling their alien buddies that they they grabbed a skin guy mm-hmm. from here, and but they didn't. No, it's all hoax. Yeah, they don't even believe we exist. That's actually pretty fucking deep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think there's life on other planets? Yes. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 unless it's bullshit. Do you think there's DBs on other planets? <laughs> Because we don't see shit, man. We 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 you know this this little galaxies are just a bump on the ass of the super zone, you know. Mm-hmm. You know we're just a tiny fucking scrape. You know there's some shit out there that we don't even care about. You, know? you so quote Seneca. <laughs>